to the Thrive Podcast. I'm Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. In this podcast, I'll share all we've learned about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. I'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. Well, here we are attempting to record this for the third time which means that it should be good, right? And if it's not, you can fast forward. (laughs) Anyway, today, my friends, I wanted to share with you lots of juicy stuff around the idea of adding everyday flower deliveries to your website. And just to give you a little bit of background, when we bought the flower shop five years ago, the website was still run by the Petals Network. And that was great at the time. And then about a year into it, we started to really unpack our Petals statement and understand profitability and all the things around money and cash flow and realize it might be worth looking into the idea of building our own website. So yes, super handy. Yes, at a major advantage because that was a world we were familiar with and a space we came from. So we took the plunge and to spiel off a few facts and figures, when Petals coordinated our website, our average order value sat around $69.70. When we took on our website, our average order value went up to $93. And... Previously, the website received around 600 orders through the year. When we got our website up and running and fully functional, we were averaging 1,300 orders a year. So if we do a little bit of quick math, when we first took the shop on, the website generated around $45,000 per year. When we built our own website, it jumped up to $127,000 a year. So if you own a retail flower business, if you are thinking about getting into everyday flower deliveries, it is absolutely worth it. That increase in revenue is one of the major proponents of how we grew the business so quickly over such a short window. But a few good things were learned a few unexpected wins, some hiccups along the way, as always, and I wanted to talk through the nitty-gritty of some of those bits and pieces for you this week. But first, before I get into that, I wanted to share with you guys the review of the week, and I want to encourage you to go out there and review and rate the podcast, spread the good news, share the love and the joy. And so this is from my girl, PDXGA1, oh no, it's PDXGAL, G-A-L, 0505. Each week, Kathleen will give you the kick in the pants you need to get your business running smoothly. Her straight-to-the-point, blunt outlook is very refreshing and inspirational at the same time. If you run or own a flower shop, or if you're just starting an event business, this is a must, with a capital M. P. 
PDX gal. Thanks so much for the view, review. And if you guys want to go in, rate, and review the podcast, it is how we get to spread the love and share the word of the fact that this is happening in our little corner of the internet tubes. So would love, love, love for you to go in and rate and review the podcast. And if you are listening to it and you're out on a walk with the dog, driving to the flower market, at the flower market, whatever floats your boat, take a screen grab, tag me on the Instagram at littlebirdbloom, and I'd love to see where you're tuning in from. Totally totes my goats. And on to the super funness of today's episode. So I'm going to cover off four major categories, talking a little bit about functionality and technology, the idea of making the whole process really simple. I want to try and persuade you to adopt the idea of having an actual catalog as much as that might give you the heebie-jeebies. But I also want to talk to you about the idea of coming up with a whole category around designers' choice products. So let's get into it. Area number one, let's talk about the functionality. So the whole thing about being able to order flowers online is slightly more complicated than what is presented on most standalone websites. So if you went and looked and you wanted to order a pair of shoes, a t-shirt, a watercolor print, even food online, there's a few additional pieces of functionality that you need to consider when it comes to ordering flowers. And the first one is the capacity to have a delivery date selection. So for your customer to be able to go in and pick the date they want flowers delivered. Remember that in 99.99% of the cases, flowers are an event-driven purchase, which means somebody wants to be able to have flowers delivered to their mom on their birthday, to their sister as a well-wish, congratulations, that they're triggered by a specific date. Or in other cases, It's the fact that something has just happened and somebody wants to send flowers so they can choose between basically today or tomorrow. So the functionality of having a delivery date picker. The second piece you want to be able to add on is being able to add in the card message, right? So if you were ordering a pair of shoes online, it's not very often, unless you're getting it gift wrapped, that you want to have a card message. But just make sure that you have that functionality and that you have that your ability for the person ordering the flowers to be able to add in the card message. Point number three is having a space for special requests, notes, special, um, what am I trying to say, color palette preferences, flower preferences, or things to stay away from. Many times customers just want to be able to write a little note in there to say to the person making it, either don't include lilies or make it as close to the photo on the website uh, or she loves yellow, right? So just a space where they could put in any special requests. Point number four is being able to select which items of information are mandatory and which ones are flexible. For example, obviously the street address of the recipient needs to be mandatory. I would highly recommend from our experience to also have the recipient's phone number as mandatory. And that's not something that we learned in the beginning. And periodically our courier or our delivery driver would show up at a house and it would either be a locked gate, somebody's not home. So 100% make the recipient's phone number 
mandatory because you want either yourself, your courier, your delivery driver to be able to reach out to the person receiving the flowers if you're standing at their front door going, am I even at the right place? Are you home? If you're not home, where can I leave them? Just to be able to touch base with the person receiving them to say, hey, you've got fresh flowers. I've left them on the back step because ironically, a lot of people may not even use their front door these days. So definitely worth getting the recipient's phone number. And then the whole world of understanding variable delivery charges. So we operate in a fairly complicated footprint because the number of miles or kilometers that our driver travels is big. So it's pretty much half an hour south, half an hour north, half an hour east, half an hour west. It's a massive like geographical footprint that we cover. So we had variable delivery based on the destination of the recipient. So that if it was within, you know, probably about 15 kilometers of our shop, it was somewhere between 10 and $15 delivery. Anywhere beyond that, it went up to $25. So if financially and from a business point of view, you can keep your delivery at a flat rate, say $15, do that because it makes that little piece of technology on your website even more straightforward. If you cover off a large footprint and it has variable delivery charges, that's just an additional consideration to work through. From our experience, people do not necessarily pay attention to the suburb that things are being delivered to. So set your default delivery rate to a middle of the road price. We learned through the process of building this website that setting the default to around $15 pretty much worked out in the long run. So our delivery ranged from 10 to 25. We set our default to 15 instead of setting it to 10, right? If the delivery area where it was going to we would normally charge less than $15, then we would put that additional value back into the flower order. So the functionality is probably one of the most finicky areas to think through because you need to put as much effort and energy into making the checkout process as fast and efficient as possible and definitely make sure that it works on a mobile friendly environment, right? So go onto your phone, go onto your iPhone, go onto your Android and place an order and check out and make sure that it feels smooth. The minute that it gets too hard, you're going to lose your customer and they're going to go somewhere else where the checkout process is really straight forward. So agree with it or disagree with it, there is some value that Interflora and Petals and 1-800-Roses and all of the flower in quote networks have put into their checkout process because it's super straightforward. So just take that on board. And really, if you're an online shopper and you shop at Amazon, Instacart, eBay, any of the big online clothing outlets, go on there. You don't even need to buy anything. Just pretend like you're going to check out and see how seamless and smooth the whole process is. And I would definitely say in the world of WordPress, WooCommerce, Squarespace, Shopify, 
Wix I have never tested out, but I'm sure in that space there's lots of areas where people have encountered this. I would certainly say with Shopify, their whole point is about making e-commerce super straightforward. Just need to make sure, and I wanted to flag for you guys, the fact that we do need to have some specialist functionality, and most of that either requires you know, a minor incremental monthly subscription fee for a special widget, as they call it, or plugin, or just enlisting somebody to help you integrate that into your website. So totally possible. It's 100% absolutely possible. I just want you to go in with eyes wide open because I think going in and building your own website is totally worth it. So area number two to think about is the whole notion of the fact that, as I said earlier, you need to make the checkout process as idiot proof as possible. The average person knows nothing about flowers, like nothing about flowers. So you need to bridge that gap and show people what they're going to buy. And you need to make the checkout process as smooth and simple and approachable as possible. So when we were building our website, I would always look at my dad. And my dad is super like online tech savvy, so he's definitely not the norm, but he's also just a dude trying to order flowers for my stepmom. So he knows very little about flowers and he just wants to know what am I going to get for my money? How do I even go about checking out? So one of the early places to look at is the language that you use around, you know, the big button or the big headlines that you have on your website to encourage people to order flowers. And you may be inclined to say something romantic and charming when in actual fact you need to make it as hard-hitting and retail-centric as possible. If you wanted to add a gold starburst onto your website, you can. But you need to just have buttons and call to action that just say order flowers, order flowers online, order flowers here, order your flowers. Go to some of the bigger online flower companies and you'll see how straightforward they're making it. Use really simple, plain, approachable language. This is not the space to be charming and quaint and lovely. This is the space to make it easy for people to order flowers online. So in an episode a few weeks ago, we talked a little bit about the idea of identifying your ideal client. In this instance, it's about identifying your ideal client and then who is buying flowers for them right? So our ideal client might be a woman in her mid-30s who loves beautiful things, but the people buying flowers for her are the people on your website. So it might be her husband, her sister, her aunt, her neighbor, somebody that she works with, right? So you need to make it as approachable and straightforward as possible. And that is really true in the language that you use, the simplicity of how you lay your website out, how many times you place a button that says order flowers here. And don't be shy around making it super straightforward. And then relating to this idea is the whole process around coming up with your product catalog. So we netted out with having somewhere between 30 and 40 products in a 
catalog that our customers could choose from. And you may cringe at the word catalog. And you may say, oh my God, but I want the creative freedom to do what I want and I want it to be pretty and I want it to be based on the seasons and I just want to feel inspired and express my love through my creation. Well, that's great. And you'll still get to do that. But the person ordering the flowers wants to know within a certain box what they are buying. So you need to show them what they are buying. And trust me when I tell you, in most cases, what comes out the other side can be around 80% reflective of the photo, give or take. There will always be people who kind of say, please replicate the photo as close as possible. But you don't necessarily have to create every single time out exactly what's in the photo. You need to be able to communicate to that potential customer what they're going to get. So there's a reason that Interflora and Petals and 1-800-ROSES uses the catalog approach that they do. But it doesn't need to be as robust. You don't need to have as many products as they have because I do believe that customers get completely overwhelmed when there's more than like 30, 30 things to choose from, right? Imagine you standing in front of the chocolate bar section at the grocery store. So much choice. So much choice. It would be simpler if you could just choose from seven things. Yes? So we netted out between 30 and 40 products, and you might sit there and say, oh, that feels like a lot. But don't forget, as well, you can always have all of your potted plants as an option. So Phalaenopsis orchids, your peace lilies, potted succulents, cyclamen if they're in season. So don't worry too much about the fact that that feels like a lot of products you will actually come up with that many products faster than you think so when mapping out your catalog of products make sure that you're addressing a wide variety of price points and don't be shy about making sure you have a very clear i think our lowest price point is 32.50 plus delivery so it averages out around 50 bucks and, but it went all the way up to, I think, mid high 300s. So have a low price point and have, you could even go for something that's four or $500. You could have a really high price point, And I encourage you to do that because it will make your mid range prices look even more achievable. So go up as high as you feel you could actually make something because don't be surprised one day a company is going to order your most expensive product. <laughs> but have a good price range. So somewhere between, I would say, $50 and even $350 works. So map that out. Have a good range of bouquets, vase arrangements and then if you want to do box arrangements or something that's a lower price point than a vase arrangement but definitely works within that space of sending flowers in a self-contained piece to the hospital so one of our most popular products that went to the hospital because most hospital rooms don't have a huge amount of room is a little tin pail with a little posy in it right and we really pushed customers to buy that because it's faster to make than a box arrangement way more flexibility in terms of product and there was no flower foam so that became one of our best-selling products 
for the hospital. So think that through. And this may come as a bit of a surprise to you guys, but we had everything from gerber bouquets to sympathy sheaths. We had wreaths on our website, potted plants, and then lots of things in between. So in setting up your catalog, also think through the specific color palettes that you want to cover off. So white and green is always super popular. Pale pastels, always super popular. But you need to definitely cover off something super bright. And I would add in there something that is the white and blue family. Those four color palettes came probably definitely the most popular in terms of the things that people would choose. And if you wanted to add a fifth, add a bright that's like bright pink and purple. And giving your customers that choice between the price range, the format of your design, and then those color palettes, you'll be astounded at how quickly you'll come up with your 30, 30 products. When you're setting up your catalog on the website, make sure that the sortability is super straightforward. So like if you were going onto a website and you wanted to find a specific brand of a specific type of clothing product, you know that you go to a website and that searchability is super straightforward. You need to do the same thing with your catalog on your website so that people, if they want to search by occasion, if they want to search by color palette or they want to search by price point, those are the three ways I would recommend setting up the searchability of your product catalog because it immediately helps them narrow down the $30, the 30 products into a manageable kind of five or six in most cases. So you can have as big a catalog as you want and you can make your catalog massive if you can make your searchability super straightforward. So those two things come hand in hand. Absolutely. And then, see, complicated people. Very, very complicated. When you're setting up each of your products on the website, set up a few different sizes. So even within that posy in a garden pail that I talked about for the hospital, we had three different sizes that customers could choose from. So have, you know, your small size, medium size, large size. You could even add a fourth size if you're so inclined and be generous with your price points. Don't be shy around setting your low price point at a very good achievable size but really push that high price point really, really high, like to the point that you feel a little bit uncomfortable with it and go, nobody's going to pay for this because they will. And the whole idea of pushing your price points up is how we got our average order value so high. One of my all-time favorite things about people who order online and the sales process about people who order online is that they self-filter based on the fact that they most likely have come to your website with a price point in mind. When people come into the shop or they call the shop, you're dealing with a human being. And in many cases, through the sales process, we almost project our own emotional baggage around how much we would think about selling a bouquet for, how much we would pay for a bouquet for, so that we feel bad 
when we suggest that they should be spending $100, $200, $300 on flowers. That emotional filter doesn't exist on the website, right? So your customer just gets to come to the table, look through your catalog, and decide how much they want to spend without us projecting our emotional baggage in the process. So you'll notice that your average transaction value that comes through your website is so much higher than somebody who walks into your shop or somebody who calls you. And it's kind of because to the advantage of having taken away that human, that additional human layer of connection means that the price point's going to go up because your customer is the one who gets to decide because your website is laid out in a very easy to use, friendly, easy, sortable, and comparable space, your customer gets to decide how much they, they want to spend. And you've made it really easy for them because then they can choose out of that posy in a garden pail if they want to spend 30, 60, or $90. Or in that blue and white arrangement, whether they want to spend 60, 90, or $140 right? So it's your average order value is going to go up, particularly if you can create a product that sits at the top end with a really high price point. So in setting up your products on the website, definitely where you can set up multiple sizes of it. And super hot tip, if you get to set the default price point, set it at the middle size. So if you have, let's say, a pink bouquet and it comes, you want to set price points that are like $68, $96, and $154, set it to that $96 mid-price point. You'd be surprised at how many people just decide that that seems like the right price. And the other thing to think about is the actual language that you use, like when you write out the words to describe what is in the photo. Be as vaguely specific as you can. And you can use super cheesy language here. A beautiful selection of seasonal flowers in a stunning mix of pink and purple. Definitely include a phrase that says flowers vary by season in the photo and, you know, write out what you've included in the picture because that shows expertise. But put that disclaimer in that says products vary by season because your average person has no idea that A, flowers don't come from a machine and B, flowers have a season. And the idea of adding that disclaimer in is what's going to provide the flexibility in terms of when you are making the order. If you do not include that sentence, and it seems so simple, but if you do not include that sentence to say flowers vary by season, you may end up getting a phone call from the customer saying, I asked for something on the website, I did not receive it. It's such a simple thing to do, but put in flowers vary by season. We will do our best to replicate the photo as closely as possible so that you have permission to replicate the photo as closely as possible and make sure that you're sticking to that color palette. So that's how you go from 
I want to create a catalog to also be able to fulfill the creative side of you that says I want to be able to pull together what I think looks good. It's such a simple thing to do and such an easy step to skip. But if you can manage the customer's expectations and demonstrate your expertise, you will then have the freedom to create pretty much whatever you want, as long as it closely represents the colors and the shape and the style of what you've shown on the website. If in doubt, don't be afraid to contact the person who's ordered the flowers to say, hey, don't have this and this in, but could definitely do a mix of A, B, and Z and give them the option to say, this is what we're going to do. Thanks so much. Lastly, this is probably going to do your head in, but lastly, we ended up, because we went down the catalog approach, we also then had created, literally, we created on the website a product called Designer's Choice Arrangements. And we pulled it out as a special section because we had like the catalog, which I often think of like, this is for guys ordering flowers and for people who know nothing about flowers. And then we had a group of customers who knew the work that came out of the shop was beautiful and just leave it to the florist and leave it to the expert and it would be amazing. So create a product in your catalog and on your website that's called designer's choice or florist choice or best of season or whatever language you feel comfortable with. So florist choice and call it out on your website as something very specific and special. And in the functionality of people being able to order those flowers, allow them to choose from a specific set of colors or color palettes. I think we went white, pink, red, yellow, purple. So we only gave them choice of five colors. And then they had the choice of whether it's box arrangement, vase, or a cut flower bouquet. Price points went everything from $60 up to like 300, right? So having, it's just one product set on the website, but we pulled it out on the top level menu so that it was something very special. We called it out on the homepage of our website. So it was something very special and then created a specific page where people could then just order exactly the way they'd order anything from the catalog and they'd get to choose the color and the format. And on that page, we also link in the Instagram feed so they get such a better sense of what the style and the aesthetic is of the designer's choice products. People, when they're ordering flowers, will very much self-select, right? So you don't need to do anything in terms of that sales process to understand or evaluate. Are they the type of person who wants something catalog-y or the, the type of person who's happy to leave it to the florist? Because your customer is going to go through the process and do that for you. So don't be afraid. And this is where you get to have the creative freedom to create what you want, plus the value of having a catalog means that you get to cover off such a broader range of customers. So pull out and create a designer's choice product. If you can, link in your Instagram feed that shows your beautiful work, shows your aesthetic. And don't be surprised if your catalog work looks quite different to your Instagram or to the product that you create within your designer's choice right? So that you can almost have like two separate production machines that are creating flowers. 
because then you can get more revenue, more sales, cater to a broader audience, and appease your customers in a way that fulfills their needs. So let us go back and just recap a few things. So if you're looking at the idea of building your own website for everyday flower deliveries, I highly encourage you to do it. And it might be a big financial investment at the beginning. It is going to be, I can guarantee you, it's going to be a massive time investment, but it is so worth it. 100% absolutely worth it because we saw an uplift of $80,000 in a single year in terms of the increased revenue. And that's in one year, right? So just think of that over the long term and how much that could change the bottom line of your business. So sit down and do a bit of homework. Find somebody who can help you sort through the functionality of things. So delivery date picker, card message, special requests, making things mandatory, variable delivery rates, right? So just some functional things within the website you need to think about. Put some thought and energy and do some research around how easy and seamless you can make the checkout process. Be really to the point. Don't be fluffy with your language. And make sure that you have your call to action around order flowers here in lots of different places. And I should also suggest as well that... In terms of linking this into the SEO space, so the search engine optimization, it's very possible that over time, your customer doesn't actually end up on the homepage of your website, and they end up on either the designer's choice page or the catalog page first. So that what's happening now in the world of websites is that you actually have lots of different doors into your virtual shop. So make sure that whatever page people are landing on, whichever page you're optimizing for SEO, for ordering flowers in your area, that you feel really confident in that page if it's the first page that people land on. Highly recommend and encourage you to create an online catalog. Use cover, make sure you're covering off the key color palettes key price points, a few different size options, but make sure that the sortability is super straightforward so people can self-select based on their needs. And then in addition to that, create and call out a designer's choice product, right? That's the one where you really get to have fun. You get to be creating beautiful things and you're going to be creating work in most cases that then can go up on your Instagram feed and it all becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So want to wrap it up there. want to remind you guys, if you're listening to this, take a screen grab, tag me on the Instagrams. Definitely want to share it out with the crowd because we've got people listening in from all over the world and it's so cool. It's so cool. So I want us to stay connected and feel the love and the goodness and know that you're not the only one listening to the sound of my voice and getting through what is a pretty intense topic for a podcast. And go in and rate and review the podcast. And if you're lucky, you might be chosen as the review of the week. And I hope you have a beautiful day. I'm sending you lots of love no matter where you are in the world. And send me any questions you've got. Don't forget you can also go on the website and ask me anything. And I hope you have a good day and do something that your eight-year-old self would love and enjoy this afternoon.
and I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.